Welcome to Just Us Men, episode five. We got a great episode for you guys. Uh, we're going to talk to Pedro as he is a new old man today. Uh, we're going to check in with uh, Katie, Jonathan's wife, on the pregnancy journey he's having. And we're going to close out Heart Month with talking about my daughter and uh, everything she went through with her open heart surgery and how it affected our marriage and our relationship. And I uh, hope you enjoy our episode. Grab a drink, sit back, and let's go. Always go hard with this girl. Welcome to the show, let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us, it's time to be rough. Turn the whole room up, it's never being off. Let's go, 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 let's go. Welcome to Just Us Men. We got your host, aka Yoda, Jonathan. Old man. <laughs> Just turned an old man, Pedro. And I'm Jason. Oh man. Congratulations, brother. Happy birthday. Thank you. 30 right? years Thank old, you. man. How do you feel? 25. There it is. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's my man right there. I can't complain. I can't complain. I mean, you know, um, a lot of people talk about 30 like they don't want to get there, you mm -hmm. know, stay in their twenties, hang on to their twenties. Uh, my wife and I, we talked about a lot with us both hitting 30 and, you know, what it means to us. And, you know, it was really a, it's a upbeat transition. We're not, we're not really like, ah, our 20s. We're looking at it like, you know, 29 going in 30. There's really not much more we could have asked for right. in our 20s. I mean, everything, you know, we were able to accomplish. Um, you guys accomplished a lot in your 20s. Bro. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was amazing. It, it was a good 20, 20s. Um, I was able to celebrate 10 years in business before I ever hit 30. Um, Huge accomplishment. Thank you. Our first daughter, I mean, we, um, we're looking at making our change to our second home, our, our more forever home. It was our starter home that was going to be a few years, and this January we hit six years in it. So it's I'm time for talking, that change. I'm still trying to talk you out of that, but yeah. all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but I, I'm not looking at it anything bad. I mean, yeah. I don't think I'm going to miss my 20s. Um, it was a win. It was a success. Yeah, sure. For for what we did at our age, there's no complaints. I'm right. ready to see what we have in store for us at thirty. You know, it's funny. It was when I when I turned when I turned thirty, I was like, good. I don't want to be around any twenty year old idiots anymore. Right. Just my thought. You know, that was right. just like I don't want to be that guy. Everybody looks at it. Oh, you're still in your twenties. You don't know anything. Like finally, I'm in my thirties. Now I'm in my forties. Like slow down, slow down here. Fifties <laughs> coming quick. Oh man, no Dude, joke. That's I why know, I keep man. having kids, man. Keep I, me I, young. I'm still, I mean, I'm still surprised on that. Like, how's how's Katie doing? She's good, actually. Uh, things are a little bit better than it was before. Uh, nausea and stuff like that slow down. She still gets it, but it's not like it was. Um, I did find out a new thing she has, um, and I didn't, I thought she was making it up. Uh, she kept forgetting things and you know getting confused and it's like pregnancy brain. I didn't even know it was yeah, a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a thing. It, it is a crazy. thing. It's a so, thing. so yeah. she she kept on and she kept on making that comment. I'm like, okay, yep. but I mean, I'm I'm not even lying. Like, we'll get out of the elevator, and she's just like, which way? And I'm like, oh, good God, what's going on? <laughs> That's me, dude. I get out of the elevator. I'm like, where are we at? And she's doing. it. I'm like, now we're really lost. <laughs> no, but uh, um, don't go on a cruise ship. <laughs> I, no, I know, right? But uh, no, she kept making that comment, and uh, she, we're at the house, and my eldest's mom was over as well, too, and she goes, man, she was talking to her about it, and when she, she said, oh, that, you know, are you serious? You actually have it and stuff nope. like that, and I was like, dude, seriously, is that for real? I thought she was just making that up. Mm -hmm. She goes, no, 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 it's real. So I started Googling. I said, no, crap. Okay, I thought she was just making excuses, but nope. yeah, man, so that's a new fun adventure, but that's it's amazing. not it's not too bad. It's, no. it's definitely a lot better than 
everything else she'd been going through, the mood, sw- mood swings of, you know. Hormones, much, remember? Hormones. Hormones. <laughs> <laughs> Our hormones had pretty much, you know, calmed down and stuff right. like that. So, you know, that's, you know, we're, we're back to back to about normal. Okay. Was she able to start working out again? They did tell her she could, but she could, like, you know, like she the does the Orange stuff. Theory. Uh, so yeah. they said no, no, no running, no jogging. You can walk, and she's just. Yeah, so you can only do so much. She's so disappointed. Was that a orange theory or no still? No, no she didn't. She didn't go. She's think, thinking of something else. She, she I know she's really let down. I mean, because yeah. she really did enjoy all that. And now she's just like. Maybe aquatic? I don't know. I don't know. There's a place next to Orange Theory that, that she kind of glanced at and looked like, you know, I don't know if it was, I don't want to say older women, but I mean, it's definitely not an Orange Theory type thing. Right, right, right. But right. at least she's doing something. It's something. It's something. It's and something and that's what something. I told her. I said, you yeah. know, I know one of the things you really liked about Orange mm. Theory is getting out of the house. Yeah. And she was just like, yeah, yeah, true. So I said, I don't care. Go over there. Walk. I don't forget <laughs> what you do. Go to the park, if you want to break, go. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. So, man, dude. Man. It's been Sounds good. like improvement. Yeah. It is. Yeah, for sure. How's the baby doing? Which one? The- the one that's the one that's still sw- that's swimming, swimming around. around. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, we've had nothing but good news so okay, far. Good. Um, good. You know, nothing, nothing negative. We still have tests and stuff that we still yeah. waiting on or whatever. But yeah. so far, everything's everything's been going good. That's good, man. I'm mm-hmm. glad to hear that, man. Thank that's you, good. Man. That's Appreciate good, man. It's uh, you know, dude, having a baby, it's so, it's amazing. It's an amazing blessing. Yeah, it's scary as hell. Yeah, it's scary. It, it, you don't know what could happen. Yeah. You don't know. You know, you you just don't know, you know, and, and until that baby's born and even after that, it's yeah. such a, it's, to a new dad, it's very, it's worrisome. It it's is. scary, you right. know, and it, and you don't know. I mean, like I mentioned before in the previous, you know, clips that we did and the previous videos we did, um, my daughter had open heart surgery at 10 days old. And That's during scary. the, during, oh man, during the pregnancy, we didn't, there was nothing. Everything oh, was really? fine. Oh, wow. Everything was fine during the pregnancy. My wife was weird, man. My wife was concerned about her heart. And, and the whole time, it was weird. I mean, we went through checkups. And uh, what do you call it when they, uh, and my wife hated it. Every time they said that. Um, geriatric. Okay, yeah, yeah. Every time she yeah. goes to them, she goes, oh, you're geriatric. So you yeah, got to get more checkups. Oh, my wife yeah. hated it. Every time she goes back, <laughs> every time she goes back from a, a checkup, she's like, I hate, I hate when they use that. Yeah. It's a it's thing. Just, they, it's they, a thing. They literally told, yeah. told yeah. Uh, Katie, you're old. You're old now, so yeah. Yeah. she's like, "Really? Thanks." Yeah, uh, yeah. And, you know, she hated it, but yeah. she understood. Yeah, so yeah. It actually, actually, kind of helped her because she got more care. Yeah, she got more views by doctors. She yeah. got more checkups and things like that. One thing that frustrated me though is while she was pregnant, it was during COVID. Mm. It was twenty was 20, 2021. Yeah. so I could not go to one doctor's appointment. And dude, being a new dad, being the first time dad, dude, it pissed me. Yeah, I did not make one appointment myself. Pissed oh, me off, and I was like, "Come on, can I just be in the parking lot? Can I go through a, look through a window? I don't care." Right. Nothing. They were like, "No," and so thank goodness she found a place in San Diego that did the sonogram. Like you could still like with the mask and all that shit. You go in there and you could they oh, cool. do the. I didn't even. You get could that. see it on the, like the projector, oh, which I was able to see my baby, you know, yeah, through yeah. projector and stuff, which was cool. But at eight nine months, she was about four or five pounds, about four point something pounds. And the doctors were a little concerned. That's little. And, oh, yeah, she was little. And they're like, oh, you know, she should be growing. You know, they weren't concerned, but they weren't concerned. It was kind mm. of a weird thing. It wasn't until, um, so we use that little, I don't know if you guys ever have that with, with your kids when you were when they were pregnant, uh, your wives were pregnant. It was like that little, where you could hear the baby's heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. It's like a little wand mm-hmm. you put over the, the mom's belly. Mm. I just so we laid that. my head on the stomach. Yeah, yeah. Well, you laid <laughs> oh, oh, the best. Dude, oh, yeah. I could not hear anything. 
He never kicked when I put my hand on her belly. Nothing like that. It was nothing like that. It was always, she would feel like, babe, babe, feel your hand. Stop kicking. Oh, wow. And I'm like, so I never felt my, she I think I evil. felt it like once. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So here comes the big guy. Yeah. <laughs> I felt, I think I felt it once, barely, but I don't yeah. even know if I felt that or not, yeah, you yeah. know. It was gas. It was gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, you know, so finally it was one time where she went to the doctor and she's like, hey, you know, just not, I'm not feeling the baby kick and, and certain things that, you know, as, as, as Katie gets along, as your wives got along when they were pregnant, they know they're normal. Okay, this is what's going on with the yep. baby. They could feel it. Yep. So when they stop feeling that normal routine from the baby, they know. Right. Something's some, not right. Something's not right. So that's exactly what happened with Liza. So the doctor said, hey, look, if you're not feeling the baby kick or something like that, just, you know, come back. But we already had the bags ready to go, you know, ready to go to the hospital. Yeah. So finally, same thing that night. Liza was like, something's up. I'm not, I'm not feeling the baby kick. You know, we could hear the heartbeat through the, through the little machine. Yeah. But she did not feel a baby kick. So she's like, let's go. Now, we lived in San Diego at the time. All right. Her hospital, her OBGYN was in Orange County. She's had that same doctor for years. Okay. So she's like, babe, I don't want to change it to San Diego. I'll just go up there for my checkups. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You know, you feel comfortable. That's fine. You know, yeah, yeah. you have history and all that. So we drove all the way to Orange Cal- uh, County, California to give birth to this, to our baby. Okay. So here, one of her friends was like, hey, we're going to take. You know, we had Rue, our dog. So, obviously, one of the friends like, hey, we'll take Rue when you guys, you know, ready to deliver. So, obviously, she's having issues. And she's like, hey, this might happen. This might happen earlier than we thought. And I was like, that's fine. So, we packed the car back in the car, ba- uh, bags in the car, and we t- put the dog in the car. We drive up to Orange County, call up her friend, and she's like, yeah, I can't take the dog. Oh, thank you. And I'm like, <laughs> great. Appreciate All right. That. So, during that time, everybody was afraid of everything. Okay, so mm. once you walk into those hospital doors, you cannot come out. Oh yeah, mm. you cannot come out. So she goes, okay, you need to go back down to San Diego, find she found this like hotel dog daycare, and come back up. For reference, how far is that drive? About an hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic. Oh, that's nice. South, okay. So you're so running she's around. Admitted, she's admitted yeah. in the hospital. I'm in the car with the dog, and I'm going now. That was a good Eliza, time to just open the door. Dude, oh, trust me, bro. I was so... Eliza, you know, I'm, I'm, I hold my anger pretty well if I'm angry. I don't get mad. It takes a lot to get me mad. But at that time, because out of... You know what kind of screwed me? Is all the TV shows we watch. Where you, you know, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant, and within oh. a few minutes, they get yeah, birthed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking, I'm about to miss the birth of my first kid. Yeah, yeah. You know, to take this fucking dog to, yeah. a, to a hotel. To yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Down yeah. two hours away, then right. another two hours back. Right, right, right. So I was frustrated. I was like, you got, and that was, she, even, she brings that up. She goes, that was the first time I've ever seen you like livid. Yeah, yeah. I was I like, it. well, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to miss the birth of my kid. You know yeah. what I mean? And during that time, it was very strict. So I didn't, things could have changed it on a dime where I could come back and they go, sorry, we can't let you in. Right, for sure. You know, and I told him, I said, if that happens, I'm going to burst through those doors. I don't care. Arrest me. I don't care. Right. I want to see my daughter being born. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. So, driving all the way to San Diego, drop the dog at the hotel, drive all the way back up late at night. I'm, dude, I'm going like 100 miles an hour. Dude. I'm just like, yeah. I'm yeah. just speeded. Go up to the hospital. Obviously, she hasn't given birth yet. I'm like, okay, good. So, they got her hooked up to all this stuff. Well, they're noticing the baby's heartbeat is not doing good. Okay. So, they give her Pitocin. Pitocin made it actually worse. Yep. So, they go, okay, we need to, this baby needs to come out. So they go through, you know, the next day, they go, if this doesn't change, next day, she has a C-section, and Sarah's born. 
And so we get in the most craziest thing, man. I've, you know, to go back to that time and put on the smock, put on the little hats, put on all that stuff. And then a nurse says, okay, sir, wait right outside. So they're hooking her up. They're doing all the stuff that they do inside. And I'm outside waiting for the nurse to come and tell me to come in. And I'm going, you know, I'm thinking, once again, I'm going to, you know, they maybe forgot about me or, or something right, like right, that. Right. it's been, it yeah. felt like, it was only like a few minutes, but it felt right, like right. hours. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Seeing this, like, your wife's about to give birth to your kid. So they bring me in. I go outside. I stand behind the little curtain, right? And I have my phone up here, right? Recording the, everything. Oh, nice. My wife was like, don't drop it in me. Her fear was dropping the phone inside her. My bad. Wow, she's, Can you get that wow, for me real quick? Exactly. I don't have gloves on. Can you yeah. grab that? That was her fear. That was yeah, her no fear. Doubt. Yeah, no But um, there, then it happened. So she was awake during the C-section? She was awake during the C-section, yeah. yeah. She didn't feel anything in all the medicines and stuff. Right. But she was awake, that. yeah. So baby's born. Baby comes up, blue hands and blue feet. We thought this was normal. We didn't know. We we didn't really take all the classes you're supposed to take because of COVID. It was a lot of stuff was online and all that stuff. It was not the normal pregnancy that n- normal people have. Right. Baby came out with blue hands, blue feet. Uh, nurses were concerned. They were concerned about her her sugar, her blood levels, and, and different other aspects of it. But they weren't. It was weird because you could tell there was something more that the nurses knew. They just didn't want to tell us. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So you see them huddling up with the doctors and stuff, and they go, oh, you know, her, her blood sugar is a little bit high and different other, you know, things that they, they, they thought they might happen. So they go, we're going to admit her, admit her to NICU. Eliza's like, that's not a big deal. It was only off by like one, you know, mm-hmm. 1%. It was nothing big, but they're like, we're going to admit her. And I was like, she was panicking. Yeah. So I go with the baby in NICU. Baby was there for about, a day and a half, two days in NICU, and uh, up right upstairs, and Liza's still resting from her C-section. And the craziest thing is, when the doctors pull chairs around you and say, we need to talk, you know mm. it's not good news. So they call us, I'm in, you know, and they say, hey, you need to get your wife. We need to talk. So what happened was a nurse was, and if it wasn't just for that one nurse, we don't know what would happen to Sarah. One nurse was a little bit more concerned than the others. Okay. And they go, oh, I'm going to do a sonogram, you know, an echo and, you know, a lot of different testing on this, on this child. And that's when she discovered the heart issue and she had congenital heart defect, CHD. Uh-huh. And so that's when they go, okay, well, we can't do any work here. We have to go, you have to go to a specialized hospital for, for the work she needs. So right at that time, we're with the doctors and around Sarah's bed with chairs. And it's crazy how the doctors, it felt like, it, it was like, it's weird, I can remember that, but then there's other things I, I don't remember, it's like staticky, yeah, you know, sure. like a nighttime TV show, and yeah. it's all staticky, and, you know, back in the 60s, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, time, <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, the doctors say, um, there's a helicopter on the roof, your daughter needs open heart surgery, they're going to transport her to a children's hospital, and you hear the helicopter blades coming down, and it's like everything in your life just changes on a dime. And it was crazy because you just see my wife and I just in this weird daze, like we don't believe it, right. you know? So she goes in the helicopter. My wife was like, and then the doctors and nurses were like, hey, you need to go back to rest. My wife's like, screw you guys. We're leaving. We're right. going to where our daughter's at. Right. And the doctors and nurses were like, I don't recommend that. And they're like, sorry, it's going to happen. And I remember they're like, okay. Thank you so for your you, concern. Yeah, but... <laughs> thank you for your concern, but I'm going yeah. with my daughter. So they make a sign a thing like you're leaving hospital without doctor's permission or yeah. advice or whatever. Right. So 
So like, well, let me help you. So they put tape on the C-section scar because it wasn't healed enough yet. It just that's happened. crazy. Yeah, they put tape. <laughs> yeah. They actually oh, told man. me, and I'm in this. You're you're in the most darkest time right oh, now in yeah. life. When you're it's not, supposed to be the happiest. Thinking, right. Right. You're not thinking straight. So the doctors and nurses are looking at me and they go, "You the husband?" I'm like, "Yes." Make sure that tape doesn't come off. Take a picture of it. So I took a picture of my wife's stomach with all this tape around it. This you know yeah. medical tape. They go, make sure that you don't take this off. You know, it doesn't come off. Or else, I'm like, what, what, what will happen? And then they didn't tell me. And I was just like, I'm thinking, and my wife's yeah, thinking, yeah. she's just put together with tape. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so, I, we're just, you're just not even, you're not even there. You know right. what I mean? So we're in the car. We're on the freeway. You see the helicopter up above us, and we're just praying. We're just praying. That's all we could do. Just right. pray and just drive. Right. We get there. She arrives. How far, how far was this about journey? an hour and 45 minutes. So you're right. back to San Diego? Back to San Diego, yeah. Good so gosh. back okay. to San Diego, we hit, check in the children's hospital, bring her into the their uh, NICU area where they do all these, you know, heart, um, they call it the CTICU, the, you know, so they do all this, like, heart issues and, you know, surgeries and stuff like that. They, they don't even know what's going on yet. So they tell us, hey, go home and we'll let you know what's going on after a testing. So imagine having someone telling you, go home and rest and take it easy, and you're just in the most, yeah. you just can't. Yeah, that's not well, The last one said you, your daughter needs open-heart surgery. Right. Exactly. So we go home, and because there was no bedroom yet. She wasn't in a like a bed area. It was just like a where all those emergency people were at. Okay. So it was nothing for us to lay down, and she wasn't like admitted into a room yeah, yet. Yeah. And so um, we go home, we rest, we're just praying, we're crying. I'm, I've never seen my wife in such distraught. Oh, sure. I'm trying to hold it together, and it was just... Yeah. It's hard. Sure. You're having your kid. This first kid. And yeah. all this stuff's about to happen. Right. So she had to gain a little bit more weight to have the surgery. So about 10 days after she was born, after she was there, she gained enough weight. And they have the surgery. And I remember it was the most craziest thing. The surgeon comes in, and it looked like a mafia. He had himself in front, and then all the nurses and doctors behind him. Like, he was a president, and they were a secret service mm-hmm. behind him. It was crazy. Yeah. He walks in, he's on his phone, and he goes, how you doing? I'm, you know, I'm not going to say his name, but he, you know, I'm, I'm doing your daughter's heart surgery. And I looked at him, I'm like, hey, have you ever done this before? And he goes, and he just looks down on his phone, just completely doesn't say anything. And I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, in my head, I'm like, get off your phone. Like, I'm trying yeah, to talk sure. to you. Like, I'm worried. Me and my wife don't know what's yeah. going on. And he just looks at me, and he goes, this is what I do. And I'm like... Okay, then. <laughs> okay, then. Like, yeah. if he came up to me, he goes, I think we could try. Yeah, we'll try. yeah. I'd be like, give me another doctor. Yeah, for sure. But he looked at me with the most confident, like, this is what I do. Yeah. I'm like, hey, all right. Right, all right. right. You got it. For sure. And sure enough, after an eight-hour bypass surgery, Good gosh. eight hours of us waiting in the in the waiting room, just praying and yeah. I don't know what more we could do, just waiting. Right. Um, doctor comes, surgery comes out, and he goes, everything went good. Uh, we had to put a conduit in her heart. She's gonna have that future heart surgery. Since the reason why we're here in Texas, we don't know when. Okay. Um, you know, to change that as she gets older. But after months in the hospital to recover from that, you know, and heal from the hardcore surgery, she went home with feeding tubes that went through her nose. Oh, wow. Um, and we had to pump feeds in her, and we, it was a twenty-four hour watch, man. One of us wow. had to be up all the time. We were it was like the military, just changing duties. All right, you're sleeping for a few hours. You're sleeping for a few hours. It was like that for months. And uh, while we're trying to take leave and still work a little bit as much as right, we can, right. you know, so it was just, we were, rough. you know, it was rough. But it was crazy, though, is that I didn't feel any of that during the hospital. 
and she was in the hospital for a few months. During the hospital time, I didn't feel like it was just like my focus was on her. We're switching off shifts, spending the night there and all that. It wasn't until we came home where that dark time fell on me. Oh, yeah. And I noticed where when she's on, I mean, we had a whiteboard in the living room. We bought a whiteboard on Amazon, put it on the living room, and just started writing all the medicines and everything she was on, which was a lot at certain times that we had to inject in her feeding tube. It was crazy. Okay, yeah. But it was, I remember that my wife was like, hey, babe, you need, it's time for a medicine. I remember standing at the kitchen counter and I just froze. I just froze. And I just remember standing there just freezing. And my wife goes, you know, you okay? I'm like, huh? Yeah. Because the medicine. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Because that's what I'm going through. My, you know, when you go through the five stages of grief. And I didn't, and you didn't, you don't have time to deal with that right. in the hospital. Yeah, it's yeah. not until you come home and you're just like, right. oh my goodness, this is my kid. It finally hits you. It finally hits you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, <clears> and it took Eliza after we kind of got Sarah going, doing good, feeding tubes off. She got a G-tube, like she has a little scar still. That was through there. She had that for a while. And then Eliza got hit with that. And then she kind of, you kind of noticed that. And she's doing better now and seeing how our daughter's doing now and how amazing she's doing now. Sure. But, you know, and she's, you know, we go through cardiology every six months. And, you know, hey, every time we get that clearance, we come yeah, out of there. Thank we're just God. Like, yeah, thank God. You know, we're just ecstatic. <clears throat> but the question that, you know, I want you guys to answer, you know, as we close out Heart Month with that story and, you know, is how do you overcome a dark time in a marriage, in a relationship? And it could be any dark time. It could be of medical. It could be financial. It could be, you know, cheating. It could be anything that just took that marriage, that took that relationship and just, just crushed it right. for something that maybe could be out of your control. You know, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you go through a relationship and marriage when life just takes it and just tries to destroy it? Okay. So let, let me, let me start this by, how did you make it out of that? It took, I think for that situation, it actually helped us okay. because we actually prayed together. We actually helped each other. We actually said, Hey, you know what? We're going to have to get through this. We have to get through this. We had to get through it for our daughter. The typical, you know, all your needs that you would want, the gym, the going out to eat, all that just went away. For sure. I didn't I didn't go to the gym for like eight months during right. that time. During that time, my workout, I, I gained so much weight because I just didn't care. You're eating junk food. You don't care. Right. So yourself, your stuff that you would normally want to do for yourself drops. Your kid and your wife is what you need to focus on the most. For sure. You know, and helping her, making sure she's okay, making sure my daughter's okay, is that's what matters the most. And I felt that with my mindset of having that actually helped our marriage. Yeah. And it wasn't until years later that my wife would actually say, hey, remember that time you, you froze up? And there was a few times where I put, you know, almost put the wrong medicine in her. There was a few times where... I had put feeds in her and the feeding tube was about to be out and I was not paying attention because I was going through my dark time. Right. And obviously she got upset because she has every right because you're right. talking about, yeah, for sure. yeah, you yeah. know, the, any wrong little thing you could do could hurt the right, baby right. even more. But it wasn't until years later where she's like, you were going through it during that time. Right. You were freezing up. You were not paying attention because it was like, 
you're going through the five stages of grief, right. you know? And with that understanding and with us helping each other and just removing any need for yourself that you want, I think I had maybe three, four hours of sleep a night for right. months while we're doing this 24-hour shift thing. Showed her that you're in the team with me. You're, you're, you're here with me. And I think that helped our marriage strengthen than anything else. For sure. So, so I see how you helped the family out. How did, how did she help? How did, how did you get out of that? I mean, cause I, I, you did exactly what you need to do. And, and it, I've never been through what you've been through that. I'm sorry that you, you're talking about that'd be one of the darkest times, right? I life mean, altering you, problem life. Right. So, I mean, cause you could say, okay, you know, your wife cheated on you. Okay. That sucks and all, but I mean, you yeah. It's not that, right? you know, I mean, sure. And, and it can, and, and people could get extremely dark, you know, during that time. And obviously, and, and you know, even take their own lives and, yeah. and that or whatever. So, but at this point, you're, you're not thinking of yourself. You're thinking about your, your child and your wife and you're trying to crawl, you know, get them to, well, your wife out of this one because your baby's just too small to even you know realize anything that's going on. So you're really trying to help your wife. So you're doing a lot of self-sacrifice and you're, you're doing, everything for them in this situation, but it's not just something you did that upset her. It's something that you're both going through. Right. 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 So, so, you know, you're self-sacrificing to help her, but how, how did you crawl out of that? How did, how did you get out of that? It took a lot of just sacrificing my own needs, but helping and just seeing the love of my kid and seeing her. Okay. And, Making sure she's okay, making sure my wife's okay. You know, that's what there helped me get through that time. Okay. And seeing my, you know, the feeding tube went away, and one yeah. medicine went away, and another medicine went away, and another medicine went away. That kind of was like, oh. So you're seeing all that you're, you're putting seeing, into it, it's coming back You're seeing to the you light and, at the end of the tunnel yeah, kind of get go. brighter and brighter and brighter, and now she's only one medicine. Yeah. And the little girl eats so much. It's yeah. insane. That's you awesome. Yeah. So it's like you see that now, and you're just like, yeah. You know, and it's crazy because my wife will bring up stories. I'm like, I think that's the biggest thing. I can't remember a lot. Like, right. I, when I'll talk about it, when I see pictures, I remember it. But a lot of little things are static. And it's not until someone talks about it. I'm like, Man, that's right. I remember right. that. I remember right. that. Yeah. And I think you, you block it. Like, you block trauma. Right. You know, you block all that stuff just yep. to, because you don't want, that was the hardest probably time. That was one of the hardest probably times in my life where you just don't want to remember that, you know, especially when it comes to your kid. It's your kid. And, you know, even there, there's a time we actually almost lost her. Right. 24 hours after surgery. And that was while the doctors are working on her and trying to help her. And I remember that my wife looked at my, one of the nurses, like, what's going on? The nurse is like, don't worry, we'll get her back. What? 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 And thank God she, they did. And they were there at the right time. But, you know, it was during that part helped our, our marriage gets stronger for sure. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, yeah I, I think you did everything right in that situation. Cause I, I think, well, obviously it's a different situation, but if you want to talk about relationships or any other dark times, most people focus on themselves, you know, cause you know, if, especially if, if you feel like you're the one who, who got the raw deal out of it, whatever, right. Whatever that thing is. But if you're really trying to work that situation out and you really want it to work, whatever it is, you have to make a lot of self-sacrifice. It's not about you. It's about us. Right. Mm -hmm. So and and that means making them feel better about things, you know, working through them to, you know, putting your feelings aside and working through your issues. It's not it's not easy. And what you're doing is it's not easy Um, because, you know, you you, you are hurting yourself, Mm -hmm. but you 
you knew what you needed to do for her, for your child, and, you know, you worked through that. But just in, in any kind of relationship, any kind of situation, if you're in your dark times, it's so easy to focus on, you know, woe is me, right? Right. This sucks for me. And, you know, and, 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 and I've been there and, and, and stuck, you know, thankfully not in, in my, my, not, it hasn't happened to me in a quite some time. Um, definitely not in, you know, the situation I'm in, the situation, my marriage that I'm in now, <laughs> situation, <laughs> not situation, but the marriage I'm in now, I'm very happy and we've been very happy. Right. Uh, but you know, I have been in that thing and, and, you know, I've learned a lot going through those dark mm. times, yeah. you know, because, you know, you, you get so, so self-focused a lot of times in that because it's just like, well, what are you going to make do for me? What are you going to do right. for me? Right. And that's not helping anybody. No. Unfortunately. So, you know, you have to, you know, take a step back. You know, think about the other people. So you remove yourself from the equation and and try to make this equation better. And just like you, you know, seeing progress started making you feel better. Seeing things working out, seeing that other person smile makes you start feeling better. So you kind of crawl yourself out of it doing it that way. And you know, to all the parents that are watching this and seeing the segment that have medical kids that have you know situations that they've dealt with, and I see that every time we go to the children's hospital for checkups. Sure, yeah. Way worse than yeah, Sarah, right. you know, and, and we, we, you know, I look at Sarah and I'm like, man, she's, she's done so well. But then I see other kids that they're still, you know, with a colostomy bag or pipes and tubes and things like that oxygen. And you're just, your heart just breaks. Your yeah. heart just goes, man, because you're not just feeling it for them. Yeah. You know what those parents are yeah. going through. You know, day in, day out what that life is. And all I could say is. You know, my prayers are with you, and you guys are just the most awesome parents going through that because you know, I know for just that short amount of time what it's like. And you guys are dealing with this daily yeah. for whatever reason is wrong with your kids. And my heart goes out with you, and I'm just, you know, my prayers are with you guys every single day because it is hard. Yeah. It is mentally hard. It takes it's very strong hard. people. It takes very strong people. It takes patience. Yeah. And, um, you know, all I could do is just pray and, 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 you know, you guys are just doing amazing as a, as a family, as a mom and dad, or even a single family or whatever that situation is, you just keep it up because that kid depends on you. So thank you. Mm. Wow. Man. That was rough. That was, that was deep, man. That, no, yeah. No, I mean, you know, I mean, it's heart month. Just wanted to close it out with For that sure. story. Um, but yeah, so that was, that was, that was a deep, that, that was, was a deep good. story. Yeah, it was. Um, I want to thank you guys for watching our episode tonight. Um, I'm Jason, Jonathan, Pedro. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for subscribing and tuning in to us.